The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's saintshappyhour.com. Hey, everybody. If you're listening to the version of this show after the live stream, we did this show right after Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin, was seriously injured in the Monday night game, which they thankfully postponed. So we just wanted to send out thoughts and prayers to him and uh, hope that he makes a full recovery. Thomas, hit the intro. Hey, Ralph. Ralphie, Andrew, and Dave. All right, I got the little intel. Your Saints Happy Hour podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's a joke. All right? And I'll tell you why. You, Ralph, you mispronounce everything, okay? I listen, I go, what the... Does he not know the English language? All right, Ralph. I try to get an English class in there every now and then, okay, pal? Okay. Andrew! Think you're smart, huh? Think you're smart? You're in big trouble, pal. You piece of shit like you for breakfast. And then, of course, there's Dave. Dave, a little obnoxious? Got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder? Huh? You gotta get, cut people down all the time? Is that what you gotta do? But uh, know that life is good. Appreciate it. Do what you do. Keep on keeping on. Shoot out. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. We are live on Twitch. If you aren't, follow us on Twitch. And remember to subscribe to Saints Happy Hour wherever you get your podcast. Smash that like button on YouTube. Become an annual patron at patreon.com dot com slash saints happy hour and get two months for free we have a limited boys are back cup as a gift to any new annual patrons at any level and a reminder we are doing the mvp contest for people who watch or donate or subscribe during the live stream anyone who donates any amount during the show each week gets entered into a drawing at the end of the season for a Saints Happy Hour t-shirt and a Smoke Monday t-shirt. The person who donates the most each week gets entered into our drawing to win two Saints game tickets for the 2023 season. And the person who donates the most each week gets to have a 30-second video of themselves giving their Saints hot take played the following week. Thomas, do we have any videos this week? Yeah, we do have a video from Budget and already, uh, guys, a lot of love. Uh, Lady Saints subscribe with Prime, Real Uncle Mitty nice. with uh, Tier 1 Sub, and Cook Duke bringing the heat and giving uh, away five Tier 1 gift subs. Wow. Thank you. All the best. Our, our, you know, Andrew, we've said it a bunch, but like, 
this season for the Saints, it, ain't, it hasn't been what we wanted. We'll get to that in a minute, after, even though they won against Philadelphia. But we just appreciate it. Like, the diehards are sticking with us, and we're still growing, and we appreciate you guys supporting us, and it's allowing us to do fun stuff. And we got – the Saints offseason is going to be crazy, and because of you guys' support, we're going to be covering it all. So. Yeah. It's yeah, just, and, uh, you know, hopefully no one's mad at us for doing this show right on the heels of the Hamlin stuff. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's the patrons. Like, look, uh, people count on us to do the show, and hopefully we're far enough removed from that. Um, but, yeah, I am I am a little rattled. I think we all are from – I am. I mean, listen, yeah. listen, I like, we've never seen – we've never seen this. No. And, like, no. I, I, I don't envy an entire ESPN crew that they were thinking they were doing the biggest AFC game of the year. And now they're doing a news story on a player fighting for his life. Like there, you, you can't, I mean, you can't. That, that, yeah. that's no. And I mean, it, it really, it really, I mean, the NFL, thank God they, they made the right call uh, to suspend the game. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and speculate or um, throw shade at people or, or, or even like give uh clout to people that don't deserve it right now. Cause they're saying really <laughs> dumb things on Twitter, but like at the end of the day, like, making it rain this, uh this guy's life is hanging in the balance maybe and um really really scary situation so uh you know really and truly like you just think about that guy and just hope that hamlin's gonna be okay and pray for his family and put, pray for him and that's it you know hope he pulls through yeah we all do and listen i don't know i don't know how you transition from that to fun saints talk but the saints the game in philadelphia andrew when you think about it it was pretty saintsy. The Saints deliver their best performance of the year, <laughs> and Carolina blows a double-digit lead two separate times. Minnesota gets their head kicked in, and the Saints are eliminated. It was it, it, it was whole, pretty saintsy, yeah. It was pretty saintsy, and to be honest, like I wasn't even like I wasn't mad. I was just like, hmm, that's how it goes. Yep, that's how it goes. Well, uh, you know. I, I watched you guys uh, do the podcast last weekend. Oh, I have to we say that was, that was one of the worst podcasts we've ever done. Uh, ho- we, hopefully, unlike the- you, we showed you, up. <laughs> we hey, showed I, I'm up here. Where so Dave is not here, and uh, Ke- you know, real quick, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Tulane. That's he, he was at the no. game and all that. I'm sure you'll bring that up, right? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, no. As far as the Saints game's concerned, man, this was a strange one. It was strange to see like the Saints up thirteen nothing. And it feel like they were just absolutely dragging the Eagles. Dragging and, them. And, and, you know, look, I was frustrated they didn't go for it on fourth down. We talked about that a little bit on a podcast we did today. But, you know, they hit the long pass to Shahid, and they're down at the two, and then they make a decision to kick a field yeah. goal. They go up 13 nothing. But even after that, they were moving the ball. And, you know, before Andy Dalton's pick, like, it Tom looked like they were gonna, they were going to go up 16 or 20 to nothing. Then he throws that pick, and, like, the game completely flipped on its head. Well, the like thing the is, Saints offense went kaput. The first we got to talk about the opening drive. It was basically Saints porn. It was 15 plays. Thomas is showing it now. He showed it, but 15 plays, nine minutes long. Andrew, this is the best drive I, of the season. I think it's it's important to talk about one because it was just awesome. It was everything you want. It was six. Andy Dalton six for six. Four Taysom runs. They went forward on fourth. Taysom converts the touchdown. Like it's. It, I think it's instruct- a fullback first down. Yeah, like yeah. it was just tremendous, all of it. And the thing is that I thought about is like this is what the Saints, I think, wanted to be right the whole year. Like a power run, we're gonna power run, we're gonna smash your face, we're gonna play great defense, and we're gonna win the game. 
But I also think it's instructive because I really think, like, whatever iteration Dennis Allen attempts to be on offense in 2023, he's going to try to get to that opening drive. Like, in his, in his heart of hearts, that's what Dennis Allen wants his offense to be, I think. Yeah, well, sure. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's weird. It's weird. Like, I, I'll be honest. Like, I didn't expect the Saints to, to maul the Eagles no. like this. We talked all week about how this was a big mismatch and how the Eagles' defensive line was going to crush the Saints. And we said that before we knew Ramchek was going to be right. out. That's right. <laughs> and uh, it just took a while to get there. I mean, eventually, seven sacks, the, the Eagles' defense, and especially in the second half, they really did own the Well, Saints. I want to say this. Because how do we judge Pete Carmichael's day? Because I really felt like at the beginning of the game, mostly through the first half until, until Dalton threw the pick, like Philadelphia, for whatever reason, was playing zone. And Andy Dalton was sitting back there going, oh, you're playing zone? I'm going to hit, hit Shaheed. I'm going to hit Olave. I'm going to hit Juwan Like He was picking them apart. And then he throws the pick. And Philadelphia's like, oh, yeah, we have the best pass rush in the NFL in the last 30 years, and they're missing their right tackle. Let's just play man and see if their receivers, that their good ones, aren't even drafted. Let's see if they can get open. And they couldn't. Yeah. So, like, how do you judge Pete Carmichael? Like, I, felt, I felt like he coached the pants off the Eagles defensive coordinator for the first half. First half, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and look, I mean, in the second half, when once they were down or up 20 to 10, I feel like Pete Carmichael, Carmichael finally listened to everyone that was That's saying, right. just run the ball at Taysom. And Adam Troutman, after the game, he goes, yeah, we ran the same play four times in a row. Like, <laughs> I, I can't believe they couldn't stop it. Like, we literally ran the same play out of the yeah. same formation, and, like, it worked. Well, um, but I, I will say running the clock out at that point was pretty impressive. Yeah. I'll give, like, I'll give the offense a shout-out for that. But, yeah, man, the second half was bad, and uh, we know that. We know, I mean, the, the Eagles, like you said, probably the best pass rush that we've seen in 25 years in the league. And all they have to do is rush with four, and so that makes it a lot easier to cover because they can drop seven in coverage all the time because they know they can get to the quarterback yeah. with four, and it makes life a lot easier they, as a defense. They don't. The thing is with the Eagles, though, I, you don't want to say they're bad, but, like, I think, their defensive coordinator, like, he, I think he gets a little, like, really conservative and spoiled because he's like, I can get there with four, which is fine. But, like, my man, if they play in a playoff game and they do that zone stuff when they play a Dak Prescott, a Kirk Cousins, yeah, even a him up. He'll call Brady. Play that against Brady. Say whatever you want about the Bucs. Like, Tom Brady will carve you up. But that's not our problem. Uh, that's the Eagles' problem. We don't give a damn about them. Uh, and By the way, the Eagles fans were so mad. Like, they didn't clinch home field. They thought they were going to get it to potential top five pick from the Saints. Now, they might only be getting – if the Saints win and things fall right, the Eagles might only get the, <laughs> fifth, the 15th pick. Eagles fans were just – Besides themselves with rage yesterday, it was well. T- Tiger T- Tiger Saint said that Minshew needed some blue shoe. Uh, <laughs> so, we'll get to, we'll get that. to we'll get to Minshew in a second. But but most importantly, Andrew, uh, yesterday the greatest parental day of your entire life was it? Uh, well, let's see. I mean, my my, my son 
you know, he he's done some good things in, in sports. Colin. Uh, my oh, my, 12, oh, okay. my, ac- my actual 12-year-old son. Like, he's done some good things in his life uh, in sports. You know, he's won a tennis tournament. He's won a uh, basketball tournament before. He actually just won his flag football title this year. So yeah. he, he's had some big sporting moments. He gets good grades. You know, proud of my daughter. She she does a good job. She's she's the artsy one in the family. But, um, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like, Rashid Shaheed, Carl Granderson. I don't know. I it's hard to pick a favorite, Ralph. You know, it's hard to pick a favorite <laughs> child. You I love mean, you it, love them all. You really do. I mean, thing is, with Shahid, is every time I watch him, like I'm mad that you won the UDFA competition again. That's my first thought. But my second thought, I mean, I, you can't even say I won. Like, dude, Ralph, are you kidding me? Like, this is like, this is like the. 16 and 0 Patriots. It is. It's like, like winning it is. winning the AFC East. It is. But the the second this, this thing This was over in week 8. The second thing that I think I look at him and I'm like how in the hell did 32 NFL teams including the Saints be like yeah. man we're, we're not picking him. We're not picking that dude. Now. Like like and the thing is he played at a small school but he dominated like I just I, like how can you not like the draft is such a crapshoot. Like these teams, well, they, they all, barely all know I, all what I can doing. say is that I'm a dynasty. You are uh, a dynasty. This, this is now the third time that I've won the UDFA competition. Uh, I believe uh, Dave won it once, maybe with Malcolm Roach. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Uh, so I'm three for four, and uh, you guys keep giving me the last pick, and it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. So I'm a di- dynasty. I mean, Andrew, let's be honest. Ralph saved you by picking Lewis Kidd. <laughs> you I, yeah, to pick him I thought, yeah. I, I, thought yeah. I was being I thought I was being sneaky and I was thieving Andrew's pick, but he I got a lump of coal. Um Thomas, what's the donation update so far? You gave it at the top, give it again. Uh we got a new donation from uh, Big JMC who subscribed with Twitch Prime, but Cook Duck is still in the lead. Soundly, yes. Yeah, thank you, Cook Cook. Step it up. Are we getting, are we getting fill, a video from cup. Budrich, or is that later? That's yeah, later. Uh, I mean later from uh, Cotton Bowl. Yeah, Andrew, I want to say this to people. I I woke up Sunday morning and I had I had like three DMs from us two Saints people and an Eagles person. I had people tweeting me if Gardner Minshew was the quarterback of Carolina, they'd be running away with the South, like. Thank you, Dennis Allen and the Saints, for reminding America that Gardner Minshew is Gardner Minshew and he's trash. The Saints for the Dennis Allen for the second time Owned just him. basically went up to Gardner Minshew and slapped the sticker on his forehead that said backup quarterback for life. <laughs> he has sixteen points in two starts against the Saints. Yes. Uh so Dennis Allen, he averages eight points a game. Against Dennis Allen defenses, um, and uh, yeah, no, look, I mean that—that's the book on Minshew is you keep him in the pocket, you force him to be a pocket passer, and you know he can't beat you consistently. And Dennis Allen has cracked the code, and he's figured that out. And I just feel like whenever they, we, whenever the Saints play Minshew, he sucks. Yeah, and the thing is, you, your sources—you were like they got good vibes on Sunday morning. You're like my sources have good vibes. They feel. They feel great they about it. They love that matchup. Yeah. They're like, they love the matchup. They think Minshew is trash. And I was like, well, we'll see. 
And dude, the Saints from play one, like Philadelphia, they didn't have a first down until the, the last minute of the wait, first wait, half. T- tell everybody, when's the last time I told you that? The they, Raiders game. Great, great vibes going into the, the Raiders. <laughs> and I was great. like, they're high. Like, so now, my, like, now I have like two data points, right? When I yeah. when I get like the vibes, yeah, like, the vibes. We're, we're feeling real good about this game plan and like like great week of practice. We're feeling really good about this matchup. When I get that text, I'm like, okay, now I'm paying attention. You know, the ears yeah. perk up a little bit. Yeah, they felt. I mean, they felt good about it, and it was Dude, that's two now. It, uh, yeah, and look, uh, undefeated in 2023. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just saying. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get breaking Saints news podcast, Saints player grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. Things are looking up, man. Look, th- th- this year is off to an epic start. If, if you're a Louisiana, I mean, you, you got the Saints that just beat the Eagles. LSU just destroyed uh, Purdue 63-7. I mean, I, I, I tweeted this earlier. I feel like the, the, the lower-level Louisiana teams that LSU plays put up a better resistance. Put a better fight. Than, yeah. Than, I feel like did. Southern put up a better fight yeah. than Purdue. Like then, then Tulane, my God, Tulane! I mean that oh, that geez. win in the Cotton Bowl. I mean, congratulations, Dave is black. Tulane, if they don't win nine games, they yeah. should run roughshod through that conference. Yeah, and I gotta say this about Dave, uh, good business owner, because he was at the game, he was at the Cotton Bowl, and man, within seconds of Tulane winning that game, yeah, boom, he tweets out, tweets like, out buy, Cotton buy, Bowl buy, buy the Cotton Bowl champion shirts, like. He had that locked and loaded. He probably had that scheduled. Just so would hit, and all he had to do right. was unschedule. He, he, right he, he had that sucker in draft, man. He had it he, in the chamber. You don't get Dave. Dave, when it comes to t-shirts, Dave doesn't get ready. He stays ready. All right, but you should you should uh, support Dave. That's right. Uh, his Twitter is at Tulane Shop. I'm gonna buy a hat. Yeah, I'm buy and, uh, they've got Cotton, cotton Bowl swag and uh, Tulane you know, Cotton Bowl hat. This is like and Dave's Dave's uh, professional Super Bowl. I saw on Twitter that it was the first time in 1600 college games that a team was losing by 15 in the final four minutes and won. And here's the cra- just some crazy wow. stats on Tulane. They had the ball for 20 minutes. They scored 46 points. They had 500 over 500 yards of offense. Even more crazy than that, their quarterback completed seven passes. Yeah, Seven. I feel like every time, and it was like before that final drive, it was like four. Yeah, um, but <laughs> I, it was nuts. I mean, for, for the kick returner, which I mean, that changed the game. Where he, he he it hits him, he drops it, and it goes out of bounds at the one yard line with two lanes down eight at that point. Yeah, and it, I mean, it took the ball out of Caleb Williams's hands because it's like That's right. you know now they're running, they get a safety. You're like, oh, wow, they're down six. A touchdown wins it now. They go down, they get a touchdown with nine seconds left. There's nothing Caleb Williams yeah. can do at that and point. By- so it's crazy how the, the game transpired that way, and it kind of took the ball out of his hands. It did. And I'll, a final thing on that, um, you know me, I'm incredibly an- 
anti-tanking. I hate tanking. I don't believe in it. It's immoral. But I watch Caleb You're Williams. You're a pacifist. I'm a pacifist. I watch Caleb Williams in that game, Andrew. You're starting to feel like tank. I tank will reevaluate my tank, <laughs> my tanking position the middle of next year. If the Saints are really bad, I might be pro-tanking for Caleb Williams. <laughs> he was – he made a throw. He was running to his left yeah. on the dead run and, like, did, like, a, like a three-quarter inch – and it was just a seed to the USC guy. I was like, that's it's it's he's ridiculous. Like he's ridiculous. Uh well Nick. And the Tulane still won. He threw for five hundred and sixty yards and Tulane still won. Nick N- N- Nikolai <laughs> says in the chat that he's slowly coming on board uh the car train. Uh by by the way, Nikolai, I have to say real quick, Ralph's drinking your tears of a falcon. I, I am. am I'm doing sober January because I drank for like Every night for like two weeks straight, and I, my body hates me. So I'm drinking tears of a falcon until they lose. So Nikolai, yeah. if they win against Carolina, you got to brew some more so we can just start well, the drinking. Yeah, again I was, gonna, I was just going to tell Nik- Nikolai. Uh, I had a New Year's Eve party, uh, obviously on New Year's Eve, and a bunch of friends came over, and none of them are Saints fans, um, but uh, they all tried tear of a falcon, and they all thought it was delicious. I gave them everybody a little pour yeah. uh, so they could try, it and they all they all loved it. So it was a big yeah. hit at my party. I just want to let you know that. But uh, he he says he's uh, he's slowly coming around on a car. I gotta say, I did not have on my bingo card. First of all, I didn't. I forgot that Jared Stinnab was still in the league because that dude. dude was te- that dude was terrible at Auburn. Terrible. And I, I couldn't believe he like he's still in the NFL, and to watch him go out there. An absolutely torch. Forty Niners defense. That was I'm not like, a good look for David Carr. Derek Carr. Nice. Daniel Carr. <laughs> I mean, nice. Where's my chime, Thomas? Hey, here's the thing <laughs> with here's the thing with with Derek Carr. Like to me, he's all about like tell me how much it costs, like in picks and money. Like, because I just look at him and I, there's like about a quarter of the league that needs a quarterback and the Colts or the Redskins or the entire NFC South. You mean the there's a potential. They will get really stupid for David Carr. And like, if the Saints got David Carr, I'd eventually get on board. But if they're like, yeah, the Saints just signed David Carr four years, $150 million, and they gave up a second round pick, I'd be like, mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, that's off. I mean, that's off. I, I, I'm going to tell you guys. I mean, you probably aren't going to be happy to hear this, and maybe you'll choose not to believe me. But I think it's more likely than not that Andy Dalton ends up coming back. Man, man, so, let, uh, and I think they should draft a guy in the first round. I, I, I mean, if they're going to roll with Andy, I'm, I'm fine yeah. with that. But I would want a first round quarterback to groom behind him. But, uh, but I, I think that's more likely than not. I mean, they, they may. Um, flirt with some free agent quarterbacks just to see if there's something that makes sense for them. But um, yeah, they've already announced by the way that uh, Andy is starting the final game. So Dalton will yeah. be a starter. And uh, I mean, I, I can't say this more emphatically for those of you that choose not to believe it or whatever, but Jameis Winston is done in new Orleans and I, I'm making that prediction right now. I'm saying it on yeah. the show and you, you can make fun of me in a few weeks if it doesn't happen, but he will be cut by the saints and uh, this is it for him. He's done. You can only well. well it's, 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 we're, we're getting into off season stuff weirdly for this guy. And the Saints yeah. just had a great win. But no, okay. right. But I want to say this: when Marshawn Lattimore, when he makes that pick six, which by the way, it was the first interception by a Saints corner in twenty twenty two. That's just bananas. 
But he makes the wow. pick. Yeah, because I guess Matt Matthew has two, Sorensen and Mario Davis. Yeah, four, that's right. Four non corners. So four non. But like, I just had to think, and we said it on the grades podcast, but we can say it again here. Like, I just had to think. Like, Dennis Allen's got to be thinking, God damn it! Like, if we have Lattimore, he'd have been really good to have against Cincinnati. He'd have been really good to have against Tampa the second time. Like, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird injury. Like I know internally there was some frustration with Lattimore feeling like maybe he could go before now and mm-hmm. uh, th- th- this, this, this would heal up quicker. And uh, he, he, Lattimore even said like, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent. He's like, it was a leap of faith to play with this thing. Um, and, uh, but you know, I decided to go out there and do it and like, why now versus before? I mean, he's been feeling better, I guess, but it's not a hundred percent. So I don't know. Lacerated kidney sounds serious. I've I've never really heard that injury before. I don't know how you can lacerate your kidney playing football, but but he did it and um, on defense. On defense, yeah. But He's he just uh, so good. Like uh, you for, I mean, we knew injury, but yeah. I mean, for him to be playing with that, especially if he's not one hundred percent, like it, it was just a it was a reminder of just how damn good he is. And look. Credit to Dennis Allen and the Saints because they have the number two pass defense in the NFL, and they've done That's most right. of that without him. You know, and so sometimes when you play that well without a guy like Lattimore, you start to think things like, man, like, could we get a first-round pick for him? Should we trade him away? And, and we, we had kind of done that dance a little bit on Discord talking about that. But when you um, see I mean, yesterday, you're like, And you see that, and it's kind of a reminder, like, oh, yeah, he's like a – He's awesome. Five. But I'm here's the thing. I want to get back to that, you know, because – People, we'll get to Dennis Allen, the discussion of him in a, in a second. But the thing is with, with Dennis Allen, I think, is that people are so dug in. Oh, we'll get to that in a minute. I, I want to, before we get to Dennis Allen, I want to talk about Cam Jordan because he's the all time sack leader now for the Saints. And once again, Andrew, he's finishing the season on an absolute tear. The last couple of years, we've been like, eh, maybe Cam Jordan's getting he old. He get COVID this week. Do we know he, 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 got the good, he didn't? He get the good. But here's the thing. Cam Jordan, he knew Sunday was about the Saints' defensive line showing up. And he and his boys showed up, and he knew it was about the defense being awesome. Thomas, play that sound. You know, I'm a Fu Manchalorian, um, and I'm stepping into 2023 with the beautiful Fu Manchu intact. Um, It won't be here long. I'm over it. You know, I'm just overly happy and excited to give the Lord praise for waking me up this morning, giving me breath well into 2023. All of, what are we, 16 and a half hours into 2023, and we had, you know, three sacks today. That's one heck of a way to start off 2023. Don't know what tomorrow's going to hold, but January 1 was a good day. It was one of those games that eventually you're going to find. You know, you're going to find you a quarterback that wants to escape through the B-gaps, wants to, you know, sort of, I wouldn't even say hold the rock, because they're dealing and wheeling and dealing in that second half. But um, just one of those things that all the games were working, you know, they had an offensive lineman missing, and, Whatever that was, you know, we were in sync. We saw, we knew going to, going into this game, it'd be our D line versus their D line, and their D line had how many sacks? Six, seven. Our our D line had five, six. We're going, we're going tit for tat. I'm talking to Brandon Graham as you know, as, as we're switching out. I'm like, hey man, just know we're still coming. He's like, we're gonna get the deal done. Not with my D line. And love, you know, love that friendly banter. You talk about how stacked their D line is. You, they rush five. I, I dream of that. <laughs> I mean, Cam's just, he's a, he's a treasure. And like, Andrew, I, 
It's been like the last couple of years we've been like, eh, is this time done? Maybe June first come. Now it's like, no, he's gonna get a sack and he's gonna put Sam Darnold on the ground twice and he's gonna I feel get like 10 he sacks did again. this last year. Like, yo, you know, you yeah. look at his stats and it's like before last game of the season he's stuck at five and a half and we're like, Oh yeah, this this time he's really declining and now he's up to eight and a half and <laughs> you know, he might have double digits depending on how he goes against Carolina next week. So right. I feel like he did this last year where he kind of got on this tear late and, and ended up putting together a nice season. So and Cam's still got it, man. And, uh, well, I mean, look, he's at 115 sacks, 115 and a half, uh, which puts him a half sack ahead of Ricky Jackson all time as a sack leader for the Saints. And uh, I got to be honest, man, like I never thought that record would fall. And yeah, uh, I, I, I'll call myself out. You know, I, I always try to – yeah. Keep it real. I, I like to take my victory laps when I say something smart, so I have to call myself out when I say dumb things. But I remember we had a podcast, Ralph, and it was maybe after the first or second season with Cam Jordan. And, you know, I, I said at the time, I'm like, yeah, this guy, he's never going to be a, a double-digit sack guy. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if you remember this podcast. Yeah, but I it was like that on, he's workmanlike. I was just like, he's workmanlike. He's great against the run, but he's kind of got a thick body. He's not that quick. He's not that agile. So... Like I, I said, like yeah, I think he's going to be a really solid player for a long time, and he's probably one of those guys that's going to be like a six to eight sack guy a year, and he's not going to be one of those guys that gets twelve to fifteen. And what I didn't anticipate was that, like, if you look at his pictures from when he was in college, like how he he was way more broad shouldered, fatter in the face, like I mean, he was big and hulking, and he really leaned out. Like his body composition changed a lot. And he made himself more agile. And, and we, made, he, we joked on this podcast. I think it was Dave. He's like Cam Jordan made himself bendy. Like he, yeah, he made he he turned himself bendy and uh, yeah, like and, and so and and he he managed to maintain that strength and that's right. ability to hold the edge. So he continued to be an excellent run defender. But on top of that, he developed an array of pass rushing moves and became like the greatest sack master in Saints history. So uh, yeah, I really nailed that one. <laughs> Well, look, I mean, the defensive line was great, and I think one of the one of the not necessarily in this podcast because we talked about it, but but not as much as other things because you know you you had the Jameis and Andy Dalton thing, you had fire Dennis Allen, you had all these things swirling around the Saints, and I think one of the things that maybe didn't get as much talking about as it should have was. Davenport fell off a cliff and we talked about Davenport falling off a cliff in a contract. You were like, he was the best player on the defense last year. He had nine sacks this year. He has half a sack. But the thing that's happened, Andrew is not only is he not playing well, like the saints, maybe he's hurt, maybe whatever, like they're playing your UDFA son Granderson. And it's not in spot duty anymore. Like Granderson's the guy getting the majority of those snaps. And I just think it's a huge story that the saints, they their actions tell me they're done with Davenport, the guy we call Marcus Two First. That like he's done. He's not going to be a saint probably in 2023. I think it's a huge. It's a huge story. Well, they they have him. Uh, eight million of of his cap number has been deferred to next year, so he he costs eight million off the team. So I know this sounds weird, but I actually would extend him an offer. Now I would lowball him, and he's probably not going to like the offer. And he, he might go, yeah. you know, but you have a chance to keep him on the team at a cheaper price than you would off the team. So to me, that that's right. the reason to explore it if he's willing to take a, your low ball offer. But, you know, he, he may feel like he can still just based on his 
freakish ability find a pretty decent contract out know, there but man. dude at this point like you have half a sack for the year like i mean it's i don't even know like he might get a one-year prove it deal for five million kind of i thing, mean that's the know? thing like it's one thing if a team would look at you know if he had like five sacks teams would be yeah. like man we love that oh yeah he, he'd I probably mean. yeah but but, probably, but a half a sack like, that's yeah yeah that's bad. but 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 consider this ralph the saints are fifth in the nfl right now number five with 46 sacks on the season and, you know, I don't, I mean, as, as bad as this, this team has been rushing the passer at times this year, like they, they get four sacks against Carolina and we're talking, we're talking about a 50 sack season. Crazy. Can, crazy. You, can you imagine? No. And, and they don't and even have like, they don't even, they don't even have, have like, a, they don't have one double digit sack guy. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, now I will say this, you know, Cam Jordan, now he's up to eight and a half, but like Caden, Caden Ellis is at seven. Uh, D- Granderson is now at five and a half. On Yamada, quietly at four sacks, but like, you know, the Cantavia Street with three, a bunch of guys with two, but like uh, Ellis and Granderson in particular, uh, this second half of the season. I need Ellis have, to calm the fuck really down. really turned it down. I need Ellis to calm down and not have a big game against Carolina because he's, he's right on that. Ver- he, he, Andrew, he's a two, he's two sacks against Carolina from getting a ridiculous offer from a team because teams pay for touchdowns and they pay for sacks that, and you could say it's fluke. It's not consistent, whatever. I'm just telling you teams in free agency pay for fricking sacks. And if Caden Ellis is at eight, nine, like that's bad. Cause it, then, he, then he gets he, out. He's already at seven. Right. So, so like, yeah, like I need Kate, I need Caden Ellis to calm down. Like have a good game against Carolina. I don't need, I don't need him. I don't need Caden Ellis having some sort of, Trey Hendrickson four sack season opener against Tampa type game to close out the year. I don't need it. But Andrew, you were talking about. I I, I would ask, is he already there with seven? Because he's only. He probably is. He's he's probably at a three year, $21 million offer from some team that's going to be like, hey, Caden, come be our linebacker. The Fujita deal? Yeah. Like like from Cleveland or whatever. Like, I mean, the Saints gave. AJ Klein, three years, fifteen million, and he barely played for Carolina. So, like, I mean, Caden Ellis, like the Saints. But the, here's the thing: like the Saints, like the good thing with Mickey Loomis is he's he he's always said, "I cater to my coach. I do what my coach wants as the best of my ability." I think the Saints, like the Caden Ellis, is a guy where Dennis Allen's gonna be like, "Mickey, I don't care. Get Caden Ellis." freaking signed like so we'll see speaking of dennis allen andrew it's been a rough couple of weeks but hashtag fire dennis allen people and my only point with the starting point for this discussion is look my playoff dreams are dead i don't know whether i should blame sam darnold dennis allen or myself for refusing to give up hope but here's the thing with dennis allen you we always give sean payton credit you know when we would say oh he he, he, no matter what happened with the offense, receivers, tight end, people getting hurt, him and Drew, they always figured that shit out, and they always made it happen on offense, and it was always top 10, and it was. Thing is with Dennis Allen, they had a ton of injuries on defense. They had guys like Mark, Marcus Davenport, stink. They struggled at safety. They, had a, they were having to sign Harris off the street and play him at corner. Like They were a disaster at times with injury, injuries. They couldn't tackle. But since the Baltimore game, Andrew, 
they have not allowed a team to score over 20 points. And I don't care who you're playing. You're playing NFL teams. When you limit teams to 20 points for seven straight weeks, that's freaking impressive. And that's coaching from where it was the first month, month and a half of the year. Yeah, look, I think Dennis Allen, uh, I still think this season's a disappointment. So oh, I think 100%. It, yeah, I think, it, you know, look, I, I'm not singing his praises here. And, and uh, he's got a lot of work to do to, to kind of prove that he can he can do this and be successful. But I think whereas, you know, at, at one point in the season, we were kind of wondering, like, is this dude incompetent? Like, That's is, right. is, is he incapable of, of winning games? Post-Tampa, we were like, their yeah. four and nine, are the wheels going to come off? Are the wheels going to come off to the point where, like, he, he might be one and done? And, you know, look, I, I think no one's going to say that, like, a three-game win streak against Desmond Ritter and, you know, the crazy weather game against Deshaun Watson and, and then Gardner Minshew. Like, no yeah. one's going to say, like, these are the greatest three wins ever. But, like, they have, they have fixed a lot of their problems. Defense has been playing at a really high level, and it's been encouraging signs for me that like, okay, maybe this guy isn't DOA. You know, DA is not Nathaniel Hackett. He's not Matt Patricia. He's not Joe Judge. We'll see. Like, obviously, it's a big off season. He's going to have to find a quarterback. But like, I don't know. Like, if he gets off to a hot start next year, maybe he starts to convince me that maybe he can do this thing. Um, But uh, I I remain like kind of cautiously pessimistic i guess Cautious. like I, I, yeah like i still kind of view da as like he probably won't be the answer is kind of where I, I i think this goes but uh i mean i'm willing to keep an open mind and uh yeah. I, i've seen enough the last few weeks to at least be impressed with how they're playing on that side i have hope look i have hope for 2023 i have hope because i look at the defense they've gone on a really good two-month stretch they Andy Dalton, they got competence out of him at quarterback. Like maybe they can figure it out. They still got like you say, you know, they still got to get quarterback. And and like we said at the top with the 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 great drive they had in Philadelphia, like DA's got to figure out what he wants his offense to be. And if he moves if if they move on from Pete Carmichael and they decide, "Listen, we're going to move we're going to move on from Pete Carmichael." It that whoever he hires at offensive coordinator will decide his fate because here's the thing we, we you might hate Pete Carmichael and I think Pete Mark Carmichael's been okay he's been not the best not great he's not great but I've seen a lot of teams like New England they have Matt Patricia he's horrible like if the if the Saints yeah. go backwards at offensive coordinator Dennis Allen is donezo Done. so it literally we you, instead of talking about should they fire Dennis Allen will they that discussion's not going to happen because Dennis Allen's going to be the coach in 2023. The discussion Saints Twitter, I wish we would have more of, is what's he going to do at offensive coordinator and what should he do? Because that's the thing, I think, along with quarterback, that's going to decide if he's going to survive into 2024. Completely agree. Yeah, I mean, he has to nail – if they decide to move on from Pete Carmichael, and I think they should – Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think they have to nail this OC hire. They have to nail it. And then at quarterback, they have to nail it. And, and I think that's the only path, in my estimation, and, that Dennis Allen can have success. Because he's, he's proven like he can be good on defense. You know, and I'll, 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 full, full honesty here is the safe space. You know, I said to people, listen, 
if you fire Dennis Allen after one year, it doesn't mean no one will take the job because then Sean Payton took the job in 20, 2006 when the Saints, when New Orleans was destroyed in Katrina. But to be fair, Sean Payton wanted the Green Bay job. And if Sean Payton hadn't taken the job, Ted Cottrell was going to take the job. But my point is, since Dennis Allen, there's a feeling that, yes, he's going to get he's, – he's not going to get fired. and He's going to come back for 2023. But there is going to be a feeling around the league maybe that he's on thin ice with the Saints. Does that make hiring an offensive coordinator more difficult? Because I see it in college all the time, Andrew, these, co- these college coaches where they're like on super thin ice and they need an offensive coordinator, they need a defensive coordinator, and the people they want, they're like, nah, bro. I'm not, I'm not doing. I'm not. Do, I'm not doing it because you're about to get. You're about to get fired out of a cannon. I'm. I'm not. I'm not going there. So does <laughs> it make Dennis Allen? Does it make him if he wants to change from Pete Carmichael? Does it make the hire more difficult because he's perceived to be on thin ice? Well, I mean, it's all about opportunity. So, you know, if there's a young hotshot out there and, like, th- this is the opportunity that they get, then, I mean, yeah, you might have to take a chance on a guy, is my point, as opposed to, yeah. or, or, you know, you find a guy that ha- has been doing it for a long time and he's just older. You know, a lot of times you convince a guy to come back to your staff and, you know, he, he's, I don't know. I, I don't know who that would be. You know, I'd have to look at the names. Uh, yeah. Ralph, a quick a quick update on uh, – Damar Hamlin, um, just uh, some some really good news. So I, I figured we'd mm-hmm. share it real quick on this show. Uh, this is from his marketing rep, uh, and a quick update on him that all his vitals are back to normal, uh, and they've put him to sleep, and they, he's uh, he's got a breathing tube down his throat. So they're currently running tests, and, and that's mm-hmm. it. But at least for right now, obviously it's, it's still a very scary, still in a critical situation, uh, and he's on a breathing tube, so he's not breathing on his own. But uh, he's stable. So let's just. Pray and hope that you know that this keeps going That's the right. way it's going, um, and that he can continue to improve. But at least right now, like it, it, it seems like he's he's sleeping, and um, you know he's uh, he, he's he's back to normal in terms of his vital signs, which is really important. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, last thing on Dennis Allen is and and and, Doc, and David Chow, who I follow on Twitter, I've just been kind of following this on Twitter. He's a guy, pro football doc. Uh, he said, I hope this is true. The vitals are key uh, because being intimated at, at this point is very normal. So he said if, if his vitals are normal, that's a really good sign. So Yeah. I I mean, and listen, look, we, we give we give Goodell and NFL a lot of crap for just being terrible and not caring about players sometimes. But they, they don't. And, and the, like the Tua thing, like he's got like 9,000 concussions and they just handle it. But I will say, like the fact that during the game, they have the best. Like, everything that could possibly save a person's life, or save a player's life, they have it on the field. So, you know, they, they've really worked hard to have the best medical care, at least on the field. After concussions, they don't necessarily care. But that's great news. Um, and listen, all these they had people on Twitter, they're like, oh, what if they, if they cancel the game? What are they going to do? They, 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 how are they rescheduled? This is a critical playoff game. Dude, COVID, they were canceling left games left and right. They can play the game on Tuesday. Like, uh, they, they didn't they play games on a Wednesday when they had COVID, Andrew? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they, 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 they can figure this out. Yeah, they can figure it out. Yeah, like, um, yeah. No, look, I mean, it took them a while. And at first, I think they were saying, like, all right, you got right. five minutes. <laughs> you go back out there. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, they made the right call, but God, that was a bad show goes on, right? There. 
Yeah, um, but yeah, clearly the NFL is all about the money, and that's all they care about. Yeah, it's like, thankfully, uh, someone talks sense into someone there. Because seriously, man, when you're in a situation like this, and hopefully, like we can, like hopefully yeah. he's going to be okay. It sounds like he, he he's in a good spot right now, so I just hope that continues to go that way. But like, if this had gotten really sinister, man, and like, imagine telling guys like, yeah, you just watched this happen to your brother, and like, you got five minutes, and you got to get back out there. Man. Like, I mean, I, I don't know that the NFL could have ever recovered from that, man. Yeah. So I think, they, they got the decision right, but it took them a while. Yeah. I think uh, that. Hey, hey, I, w- I want to say this real quick. Uh, Tiger Saint, uh, I, I've been ignoring you. Sorry, I was kind of looking at my Twitter, so I wasn't looking at the uh, comments here. So sorry, sorry to ignore you. I'm sorry that I, I don't have the, uh, the uh, Hoodat trucker cat hat. That I was wearing when I came yeah, my, <laughs> my wife, it's, it's my wife will my pay good money for that. Yeah, yeah. My wife will pay good it. money for that. She said, <laughs> but who that cat trucker hat? It was amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. Like I love football. I'm a, I'm a huge uh, NFL fan in general. And obviously you guys know, I love the LSU as well, but I want, like, if it wasn't for the saints, like, I wonder if I would be disenchanted enough with, between the referee stuff and the player safety stuff. And just yeah. like, I wonder if I would still be, if I wasn't so just like, if I didn't adore the saints, I don't know that I would still watch the NFL. Yeah. yeah I mean, listen, I love the NFL, but if the saints would ever like move out of new Orleans, I think, yeah, I'd be, if they had moved for, uh, to San Antonio, I would have been out. I think this would be a, this would be a food and uh, Andrew <laughs> senior. It'd be a food and Andrew senior tennis. Uh, podcast <laughs> from here on out. Um, but and Tulane and Tulane, Tulane football, right? Don't twenty twenty three Cotton Bowl champion Tulane football Damn. podcast. Um, before last thing on Dennis Allen is my thing with Dennis Allen is like you said, I don't think he is going to win the Saints a Super Bowl. Like, I, he's not a Super Bowl winning coach. But people ask me on Twitter, do you think he can win the Super Bowl? And I said, no. And they were like, well, you should fire him. I'm like, that's not how the world operates. And can Dennis Allen be a successful coach and not win a Super Bowl for the Saints? I, I'm unsure. And because I'm unsure... I'm not firing him after a year. Now, eventually, like, if he gets fired in three years, five years, seven years, and doesn't win a Super Bowl, the fire Dennis Allen people are going to take their victory lap and say, see, I told you, so he never won anything. They fired him. Maybe. But I see a guy that if he makes the right moves and if Mickey Loomis and Jeff Ireland help him, I believe he can win. And Andrew... The thing that made me the saddest about the Saints getting eliminated is they stomp Philadelphia into the ground. You don't know how Jalen Hurts is going to be when he comes back. Minnesota is the fraudiest frauds that ever frauded, right? (laughs) San Francisco's got a, a rookie quarterback who could poop the bed at any time. Like, it's very frustrating that the Saints didn't make the playoffs this year. But the thing is... The quarterback situation in the NFC isn't going to materially change. Like, it's not going to be any better. Like, this NFC South is not going to be any better. The NFC West is not going to be any better quarterback-wise. Like, 
I still think like if the Saints could build a really good roster and get competent quarterbacking, you could have some fun and make a deep run in the NFC. Like that hasn't changed. Like if the Saints were in the AFC, Andrew, I'd be like, oh my God, maybe we do need to punt on Dennis Allen because yeah, because medi- mediocrity ain't getting it done in this conference where they are seven deep at really good quarterbacks. But in the NFC, I'm like. If he could just be Hazlitt plus, maybe it could be okay. Well, like, look, here's the deal. Like, if Dennis Allen is really as bad as some Saints fans would have you believe that he is, then it behooves the Saints and us as fans to want him to stay so that the Saints can go 1-17 <laughs> next year. And then we get Caleb Williams. Then we can fire him and let the new coach have Caleb Williams. So, uh, look, if, if you some right. of these fans, like, you hate him this much, maybe you should let him stay for another year. That's right. And oh, by the way, the thing is, the the draft is not just Caleb Williams. They got the quarterback. I forget his name, Duke something from uh, North Carolina. Like they have three or four really, really good quarterbacks, better than the twenty twenty three crop, where it's Bryce Young, Will Levis, CJ Stroud, yeah. and CJ Stroud, and that's it. You know, and and, and honestly, maybe. like those quarterbacks, I like CJ Stroud. Bryce Young is small. Will Levis. Mm-hmm. Sucked at Kentucky, but he's got all he can throw the ball a mile. Whoop de doo, Mike Buck could throw the ball a mile too. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thomas, Kevin, like all over again. It's right. Kevin didn't find it busy schedule to join us, but he did send a love update. Am I correct, Thomas? He did. Yes, sir. You are correct. So we get a Kevin we get a Kevin Love update via, via video. Have we ever done this before? I know he sends game picks. Via. Uh once, I think. All right. I hope, well, we, I hope this is happy news. I hope so too. We we, we needed a, a little happy news. Yeah. You think I shouldn't queue up the violin? <laughs> yeah. I know the I know. I'm, I, I'm I know assuming it won't be happy news. The violin is always involved. So let's yeah. see if you are right. Hey, New you. Year 2023, things are looking up. You think so? Okay. Okay, here's the Kevin Love update. Went on the date with the lady I was telling you all about last week. Hope he wasn't wearing Uh, that thing on his head. Met her on Thursday. What the fuck is that? Uh, We agreed to hang out for New Year's Eve. She came over during the day. Hung out. Went to dinner. She spent the night. We watched Knives Out. Watched a little stand-up. And then we went to breakfast... Sunday morning, and yeah, things have gone exceedingly well, and we'll see what happens in the future. So, wow, bully wow. for me. <laughs> wow, the turn, okay. oh, the turntables. Yeah, wow. well, look, first of all, I- I'm a little disappointed in Kevin because we always, the first thing we always ask is. Have you have you told her about your wrestling career? Have you told her about the podcast? So like the fact that he would not anticipate those two questions and answer them for us on the video, I'm disappointed. That's lame. Um, but you know, I'm I'm happy to hear it. Went well. He looks like that promising. Look, twenty. That? Everything's looking up, man. Saints are undefeated. <laughs> Tulane. Look, and by the way, on the I was going to say this about Dennis Allen. If the Saints fired Dennis Allen, maybe they should consider like making Brian Kelly and and Fritz of Tulane making them co-head coach. What Just, what's that old-time movie? I think it's called like Sunset Boulevard and like Betty Davis or some old-time 
actress from like a hundred years ago is like wearing the head thing that Kevin is wearing. That is freaking horrific. Yeah. Awful. Like it's the opposite of the cat, the saints cat trucker hat that you wore. Like that was awesome. Kevin's beige head, glorious Swanson, Jason yeah. champagne. My cat, my cat trucker hat with the cat ears was, uh, he, Far superior. He looked. Kevin looked like a combination pirate slash cancer patient. It's it, very. It, it, lo- it looked like very a, like it looked like a German flag. It did. It was like like he's going to Thomas, some. Can you, Thomas, can you put that? Can you put like a screen grab of it back yeah. up? Like, a, like Nikolai said, he looked like a pirate. Like he needed an eye patch. Like I mean, I'm telling you right now, if that girl he's hanging out with sees the hat, he's donezo. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's over. It's done like that. I mean, here we go. Is that is that listen. is that a German flag? Is that what's going on? <laughs> what, what is that? He needs. If my wife saw that, she would say he needs a woman in his life to dress him. Like, is is he, is he wearing the underwear that he typically wears for wrestling on his? It head? might be <laughs> like. I mean, oof, that is. I mean, I, I I know people on Twitter tell me I can't make fashion. Uh, opinions because I don't dress myself, but my God, man, my God! Yeah, Nikolai's right. The the German flag doesn't have any white in it, so I, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe it's a German flag from the future. <laughs> yeah. Germany's going to split apart again. And there, Thomas. So we're going to go from one Kevin video to another because uh, he's got to do time for this week's hottest take. Of the go. week, sponsored oh. by JLD Hot Sauce. My bad, my bad, Ralph. Take it away. I wanted yeah, to play we gotta the, go the from intro. One Kevin video to another because we got to go. He's got to intro the hot take of the week. Wasn't Kevin supposed to read it, or or am I supposed to read it? I'm confused now. Yeah, Kevin is supposed to read it. Uh, I messed it up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's time for this week's hottest take of the week, sponsored by JLD Hot Sauce and Knives. Listen. Listen, if you want award-winning hot sauces like Buccalocchio or Reaper Madness Special Reserve, go to www.jldsharpsauce.com, enter the promo code SAINTSHAPPYHOUR, and get 10% off at checkout. They have incredible jellies like palm and pepper. They also have an incredible selection of handmade knives for cooking, hunting, and your outdoor needs. Go check out the zombie-killing quartering cleaver and tell me, that it's not the best damn quartering cleaver you ever used in your entire life. You would be lying, and that's perjury in a court of law. Jerry Embler, hello Jerry, is a tremendous supporter of Saints Happy Hour, and you need to support the people that support this award-winning podcast. Go to www.jldsharpsauce.com, promo code Saints Happy Hour, to get the best Hot sauces and knives at the best prices anywhere. Again. Again. I know. <laughs> Go to www.jldsharpsauce.com, use promo code SAINTSHAPPYHOUR, and get 10% off at checkout. www.jldsharpsauce.com, promo code SAINTSHAPPYHOUR. Thomas, how was the hotline this week? Uh, was it joyful? Was it was people not calling in because it was a holiday? It was New Year's Day? Like, I how mean, was we... The- we didn't get that many calls, but we uh, got a couple long ones uh, for 
the glorious Jason <laughs> Champagne. Very long calls to go to the, become a patron Thank and uh, listen to the uncensored hotline, guys. Yeah, there you go. It's time for this week's hottest takes from the Saints Happy Hour Hotline. I don't know how this game's going to go, but uh, hearing Philly fans boo after the Storm and Mormon crushes their souls three plays in a row, <laughs> I f***ing love it. F- Philly, who that? Marshawn eagle-killing Lattimore with another pick. Ooh. Hola, como estas? This is Errol from Uptown NOLA calling from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. My wife and I got to watch the game today at a really cool little sports bar down here that were they were struggling to keep their NFL Sunday ticket signal afloat. Um, <laughs> so we, we missed gaps of the game here and there, but we got to see enough of it to enjoy the win. And the most important part is they kept the booze flowing. Uh, man. The defense looked amazing, right? I mean, at least for like two and a half, three quarters. I'm looking forward to seeing Andrew's grades online. I'd like to get his take. Um, I know they kind of like slipped up a few times and let up, you know, a lot of few gas plays. But overall, they they played they played pretty well. Um, very excited. Um, you know, it kind of pisses me off that Tampa pulled off another win. That really sucks. But I think we have a slim window. I hope everything uh, pans out. I'd love this improbable 2022 Saints to make it into the playoffs. That would be pretty f***ing amazing. Anyway, who dat? Hey, guys. It's Adam, the radio voice, calling you from the Eastern Shore of Maryland. And sweet victory. The Saints beat the Philadelphia Eagles in the most improbable way. You know, the Eagles were number one on the way to go to the NFC you know, just be, be the guys, and then the Saints beat them. It's so, as you always say, it's so saintsy that they beat the Eagles, but their playoff window was slammed shut later on in the day. So it's a bittersweet victory. The season is over. One more game against the Carolina Panthers, which will probably all for naught. But it's a reason for us to hopefully, you know, go off into the off season with some good memories. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. We'll hoot at for life. Happy New Year, guys. Uh, again, appreciate everything you do. Great win. Bittersweet. See what happens in 2023. Take care, guys. So thanks, guys, for calling into the hotline. We appreciate it. Uh, I feel like the hotline, it, it the, the wins uh, the last couple of weeks, it hasn't been as as fun as it has been, as as good as maybe the losses, you know? Say like, to lose, man. Oh, stop <laughs> it. No, stop no. it. No, no, no. We don't want to we, – we, we, we don't mind being a therapy, a, a free therapy session for people, but, but we don't want them to lose. And you know, it's <laughs> it's it was bittersweet. It was a bittersweet Sunday, you know, just because – I mean, because it was a moment. One, like Tom Brady does his thing, and it's like, oh, God. Well, I mean, there was a moment. Too little too late. That's the thing. Well, the, the thing was, and it, it was, it would have been, I think, easier if Tampa had come out the gates and just stomp, stomp Carolina. There was a moment, Andrew, where you were like, Saints up 13 nothing and driving. Carolina up 14 nothing. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my God. This is happening. 
this 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 unbelievable season, we will get one more week, and everybody in this house will be seven and nine. This will be amazing, but um, Carolina couldn't guard Mike Evans and Sam Darnold. Here's the deal: uh, we got one more game. That's right. I expect you guys to shower me with praise at the end of it and tell me how <laughs> I'm the, your favorite of the four of us on the show. Uh, that I'm the funniest. That I'm the best looking. That you appreciate all well, the effort yeah. that we've put into this year, and uh, so you know, make sure everybody calls and, and, and says all that, and and maybe yeah. you know, make fun of Ralph, make fun of Kevin <laughs> while you're at it, insult yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, we uh, got one call already, Andrew. Fuck you, Andre. <laughs> Before we get to the questions and and take play finger guns, Thomas, uh, give us an MVP update. Uh, basically no updates. Still Cook Duke in the lead, 2,500 bits. Yeah. So, uh, play finger guns and let's do some questions. I see we have some questions in the chat too. I'm glad the camera is, uh, working. My, my dad said that, uh, the finger guns on the last podcast was the most offensive thing of the whole show. It was because it never happened. You know, and of course, the entire camera thing was my fault because I for I didn't realize that I had <laughs> turned off my laptop camera, and that's why I couldn't just switch to it when the better camera that Thomas helped set helped me set up didn't work. If the camera button on my laptop would have been on, I could have just hit a button and gone to the not as nice camera and still you could have seen, still seen my crippled eyes but uh it didn't happen because i'm incompetent when it comes to uh electronics so thomas uh what's the first question we got okay you know what let's just start with uh, the question from the chat from nikolai uh, he asks uh beat the panthers and screw up the philly pick uh, more or don't try too hard and potentially have a better second round pick. Ooh. Good question. Hey, I think you try to win the game, right? Yeah, I you mean, play to win the game. You you play to win the game. Uh, I, I think it's a good question because here's the thing: the, I mean, Saints... the thing in the second round, like, who cares? Like, what, what yeah. we're talking about here—the difference between like forty-four and forty-eight. Yeah. Like 48, 44, and 49, like whatever, man. Just win. You're talking about probably five spots. Like if the Saints win and it falls right, Philadelphia's getting the I 15th. I mean, five pick. spots if it's a difference between like three and eight, you know, like, okay, I get it. But like 44 and 49, I mean. Yeah. It would be the difference between, I guess, it would be, it'd be 47 and 42 would be the difference like no and here's the thing like eh. i just like if you win the last four like you feel good like you'll feel really good i mean it's, it would it would stadium. be bittersweet but I, I would just yeah i would prefer it because it would be i don't know that i feel like dennis allen needs needs this win right now nikolai says preventing injuries that's the main thing B- above yeah. above winning above a better draft pick the thing that you do not want is you do not want serious injury in the game the season finale because if you tear a knee you blow out an achilles whatever you're you can be screwed 
and miss the next year, right? So, like, no injuries yeah. for either team, right? Um, and here's well, the I thing. Remember, yeah, I mean, Taysom Hill, obviously, he, he ended up playing this whole year and being okay, but, like, obviously the microfracture surgery on his foot, like, that, was, that wasn't an ideal situation. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't want an injury like that. Yeah, and I'll say this, like, there is a, there is a case to be made, Andrew, that the Saints – I still think Steve Wilkes, even though Carolina didn't beat Tampa, I still think if he could beat the Saints, he might have a shot at getting the interim tag removed. If the Saints can Mm. beat Carolina really good, they'll fire Steve Wilkes, and it'll put them in in the Sean Payton sweepstakes. Look, I don't think he's going to Carolina, but Carolina being seriously in the Sean Payton sweepstakes as you always have told me, it raises up the price, which is right. good because we want a better pick or picks. So I think the Saints beating Carolina in a weird way could have draft value for the Saints, if that makes sense. I'm I'm basing this purely off like memory, and I, I could be completely wrong about this, but I feel like playing Carolina in a meaningless game in week 17 or 18 is like a yearly tradition. It is. It's been it's I feel, ever it's since they, weird. It's ever since they started the last two weeks of the year, you play division opponents. I feel like uh, we always play Carolina. them last and, and like, it's always like Carolina has packed it in for the year. And so we always eat them comfortably because they're not even trying. Yeah. 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 Agre- I, uh, ag- agree. Next question. Okay, next question and disclaimer. Uh, disclaimer: This is an an unedited question, guys. From Big, Uh-oh. he asks, "How is Damien Carr, in parentheses <laughs> David Carr, better than Andy Dalton? They seem comparable to me, except that Dalton isn't a, an eyeliner wearing crying wannabe swashbuckler." <laughs> That's fair. David Carr is having the worst year of his career. He's leads the league in interceptions and his completion percentage is like at 60% down like six, seven points from last year. Yeah. It's weird that he would have the worst year without, with Devonte Adams. Um, We've had injuries. Waller's been out. Yeah. But, but still, I mean, you know, I look, Adams was brought in and he looked really miserable against the saints. If you yeah. remember that game. Um, so I don't know what's going on with Carr. Like, if we're going to have this version of Carr, then, yeah, I'm not interested, obviously. Uh, but if he's going to revert back to what he normally does, uh, I do think Carr's a better quarterback than Andy Dalton. I just he's, got, think... he's got a big-time arm. Um, you know, he's, he's pretty accurate. Uh, he's got a lot of experience. So uh, I, I tend to be a believer, actually, in, in Carr. And, and I, wouldn't, I, I, I would get behind it if the Saints made that move. Yeah. But... I, I I would just need like I don't know what's going on with him. Like I, I his market's gonna be his market's gonna be bonkers. It's gonna be. I like, think so too. I mean, I think I, it's gonna I, be like Kirk Cousins who got the record deal. Yeah, like, I think it's. it's like I think that. I think it's gonna like because here's the thing: you you're gonna have teams. You're gonna have teams like Carolina with their new coach, or the Colts, or the Saints, or Atlanta. Or even Tampa. They're going to be like, all we need is David Carr. Like, he's the missing piece. And even though he's like, as the kids. You need a chime, Thomas. We need a chime. As the kids would say, with Derek Carr, he's very mid. 
But like some team's going to pay him $35 million. Well, I was thinking about this the other day. There, it was a thought exercise, and it was like, oh, you like, you don't. So I got in a fight with someone about Jameis Winston. They're like, oh, you don't think Jameis Winston's going to start for a team next year? And I'm like, no, no way. And they're like, name the 32 guys that you think will start next year. So I start going down the list. You know, I name about 20 guys that are starters, and then I name Stroud, and I name, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bryce Harris, and I name uh, Levis, maybe. Um, and then I start going down the list, and I'm left with, like, Mike White, you know, and, like, uh, Heineke. Yeah. And, uh, I, like, I'm left with some names where I'm just like, oh, yeah, James has a shot. James you know? has a shot. Like- if, if you go through that, that exercise of, like, name 32 names that you think will start in the NFL next year, like – Car car is gonna be high on that list. Like there's if you do just like do Matt the math. Ryan, like is he starting somewhere next year? Yeah. Here's the Carson do the West. math. You got four teams in the NFC South that want David Carr. Theoretically, right? The Colts, that's five, right? The Jets, that's six. Um who am I? The Washington, that's seven. Um Am I for, am I forgetting it? Maybe in the chat somebody probably, would get it, but probably more. But that, that's seven of thirty-two. That's twenty-five percent of the freaking league. Yeah. You know. Um. So, I mean, it, it's just it, Oz, it, Oz, man. I mean, Houston's taking hair. Houston's Houston Houston's. I think Houston drafting the Colts will draft. So, like, I think you'll drop it down to instead of seven, it'll be four or five. But like, it's going to be. The, the the competition for David Carr is going to be fierce. Like the the contract he is going to get is going to take your breath away. Like you are going to be like, I cannot. I kind of. And it I might kinda, even. I, the thing is, Andrew, it might even be the Saints. We'll be like, we'll do the breaking news podcast. We'll play the siren. We'll be like, the Saints got David Carr, and then you'll be like, Ralph, Ralph, Ralph. I got the numbers from Adam. Schiff. Where's the chime, Thomas? <laughs> it's like five time, fifth time in a row, man. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> He's David from now on. It's at the point where I'm like, is he doing it on purpose? I'm really yeah, not. Me too, man. I'm really not. Like Ralph can't say scary. anyone's name right. Sean Payton, we don't we don't respect you anymore. I really I like at this point, that's the only reason I want Derek Carr. <laughs> so I can live through a season of Ralph stumbling on calling him David Carr all year. I need that. All year. The, 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 I don't the, even care how the Saints do. Like the the record for the Saints is irrelevant to me. Matter. Just the jokes on the podcast. Just for that alone, the over under in Vegas for me saying David Carr is off the board. It's all, it's there's no there is no number too high. Just pound the over the, the, from the day the Saints sign Derek Carr. Just pound the over because David. Because now I'm thinking about it, I remember to say Derek. But when I don't, I just naturally David Carr. Just it, that's what I want to. That's what my brain wants to say. Uh so. Thomas. Next question. The next question from Saints Rabbit. He asks if you could choose one aging player on our current roster and return them to the best season prime next year, who would you choose? Ooh, that's a great question. Mm. Ooh. Michael Thomas. Yeah. Final answer. I mean, since you took Michael Thomas, I. I want to say I was going to say Andy. Ooh. 
Yeah, that's the one. I was going to say Andy Dalton, but Andy Dalton's like playing as good as he's ever played. So the honey badger is the answer. Because if you you get prime honey badger, you're getting like eight picks. That's, you know. And by the way, that's another reason to be positive about the Saints. Like, they've been okay in one-score games, but their turnover luck has got to turn. Like, this this year of getting – Six, you know, if they get two interceptions, well, it's, against it's Carolina, already start, it's already started to turn. Yeah. But if, even if they get two interceptions against Carolina, that'll only get them to seven for the year. Like the, the turnover, the turnover fountain is going to flow much more freely in twenty twenty three. Hope so. Hopefully not for David Carr though. Adebo and Alante Taylor got to start catching some balls. I mean, th- those guys are vaulting into the NCMF Hall of Fame. Well, no, that's it. We don't have to talk about it in long term that much, Andrew, because I think it's an off season topic. But what do they do? Like, they can't have this thing of Adebo and Taylor. Neither of them can play the spl- play the slot, so one of them doesn't play the entire game. Like, that's not really good roster. I know you like. I want the depth. I want the depth. But like, that's not really great roster management. Like, what are they going to do at corner? Trade Lattimore for a first. Yeah, stop. You can't you can't trade Lattimore after he just picks six the Eagles. I we'll mean talk about that. Well well it's obviously you if you trade Lattimore, I need I need I need multiple I need the Ramsey. I need the full Ramsey that the, the Jaguars got for Jalen Ramsey. I need that I need that. They could get that. Yeah. Maybe next question. Okay, last question from the chat, guys. Uh, Octane DVH asks, first time caller, a long time listener. I'm usually audio only. You two are uglier than I thought to the question. Is Cam Jordan the best defensive player of all time now? If not, who is? Ooh, that's a great question. It's a great Yeah, well, he, he's pa- that's a great question because he's past Ricky Jackson. Um, yeah. And so... I think that's valid. Like you have to ask yourself, like now that he has passed him on the all-time sack number, does that mean he's past Ricky Jackson in terms of yes. value? It is. It's a t- it's a tough question because it, the defensive players with Ricky Jackson, he doesn't have like neither of them really have like a. Well, Ricky Jackson had a five sack playoff game. No, Ricky Jackson still number one. Or Cam, you know, it's like, oh, Cam had a four sack playoff game, so he's the guy. I, I will say this about the 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 reason that Cam Jordan passing Ricky Jackson is so surprising in sacks is, and I will go to my grave saying this: Ricky Jackson is the best linebacker in NFL history after the age of thirty. Like almost 35 or 40 percent of his sacks are after the age of 30. Like he was turning in nine sack seasons for the 49ers at age like 37. Like he was ridiculous post 30. And that's why I thought Cam Jordan would never catch him sack wise, because I'm like, defensive players, once they get to 30, they don't do what Ricky Jackson did. But Cam Jordan, Andrew, he's kind of done it. I, I think. I think Cam Jordan might be it. I think he he might be the best Saints defensive so w- player. W- so would you say that Cam Jordan is maybe the second best Saints player of all time? Would you would you put him behind Breeze as the number two greatest Saint yeah. of all time? I mean, is that yeah. I mean is that in the conversation? I think it might be because if it's not, I mean, if it's not 
If it's not Cam, who is it? Is it Morton? Are you going to put a kicker there? No, no way, no way. And you're not putting. I mean, no, I'm not. Cam's been to the Pro Bowl. Let's see, not Taysom not the Hill, Pro Bowl man. Matters. Come on. But Cam's been to the Pro Bowl uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. Uh, he's been. Uh, he has been first team All Pro once. He has been second team All Pro twice. Uh, so that's him. Yeah. And then Ricky Jackson, he's had one more year with the Saints than Cam did. Um, but Ricky's had one, two, three, four. Uh, well, he, he made the Pro Bowl six times, so one less than Cam. And he has, he has been, uh, he's been AP three times, uh, four times, actually. So he, he's been, he, he's had more than, than, cam so i don't know actually it's pretty close like if you look at the numbers all pro ricky has more pro bowls cam has more sacks cam has a half sack more in one less year uh so it's pretty close but yeah like i I, and i just feel like cam has been a part of more successful teams yeah i mean one playoff games the one thing with ricky jackson that just it always will boggle my mind forever he had 36 and a half sacks from 33, from age 33 to 35. At 33, he had 11 and a half. At 34, he had 13 and a half. And at 35, he had 11 and a half. That, I, I, Andrew, I, think, I'm, I think I'm ready to say that Cam Jordan is the greatest Saints yeah. defensive player of all. I mean, because here's the thing. I think Cam is going to, the thing is, like, he's showing it to us. Like, he's going to aid, if he's continues to be blessed and he doesn't have any major injuries like he's gonna age well and here's the thing andrew i know it doesn't seem like it now but like if peyton turner turns it around and becomes good or the saints draft somebody really good on the defensive line with the peyton pick or whatever and then cam jordan can just be like this like you said earlier in the podcast if he can just be the second or third best pass rusher on the saints team his career could extend longer. Like I see, I think there's a possibility where in the, the, the perfect world, the saints sort of infuse the team with more youth. They figure out quarterback. Dennis Allen is still scheming up a great defense. And we look up and we're like 35, 36 year old, 37 year old Cam Jordan is getting like, he's playing like 25 snaps a game. 30 snaps a game or whatever, and he's getting seven, eight sacks a year. How is he doing this at 36, 37? Like, I think that's a real possibility for him. So he may put he may put that sack record for the Saints, Andrew, where it's just like, you're not touching that one ever. Yeah, I, I just really hope this cap situation doesn't force the Saints to move on prematurely or just, you know, like I, I, I yeah. Cam, Cam needs to end his career with the Saints more Saints. so than Demario Davis or anyone else, you know, like, he needs yeah. to end his career with the Saints, and yeah, it would be cool to see him age, age gracefully and and put up more stats to kind of bol- not only bolster like his historical numbers with the Saints, but you know give himself a Hall of Fame. Right. I, I I think he's potentially on a Hall of Fame trajectory. And yeah, we talk. You know, it's funny. Like we talked all the time about like the Mount Rushmore of Saints guys, and you know, I always saw clearly that it was Breeze and Willie Rofe and kind of Ricky Jackson were in that two three slot, kind of battling it out. And it was always like, who's the fourth guy? And mm-hmm. You can make an argument for J- Jari Evans. You can make an argument for Morton Anderson. You can make an argument for uh, Archie Manning. Like we we've yeah. talked about, like who's that fourth guy? 
And I think Cam is in now. Like I, yeah, I think that Mount Rushmore, like you can't really debate it. Cam is is in the top four. And I would I would argue like has he vaulted ahead of Rofe and Ricky Jackson? Is he number two on that list behind Bruce? He might be. He's probably he's probably either two double digit sack, two more du- double digit sack seasons if he can get the double digit sacks this year. If he can have two more seasons, or if he could have like three seasons of eight or nine, he probably gets into Canton. It won't be first ballot, but he'll get there because his. Because then when you just stack up his record, you'll be like, God damn, like that's yeah. a lot of sacks. And he'll the, only, the only caveat that I would give is really if he, I mean, if by some miracle the Saints were to win a Super Bowl, but, but if, uh, you know, if the Saints did, did move on from him and he were to go somewhere else and win a Super Bowl, if he won a Super Bowl, I think then, then it's enough. Like I, right. I think the stats he has now, if he gets a Super right. Bowl title, because they value that a lot, so... I mean, he, if he went, if he could go somewhere, like if you put him on, like you talked about Philadelphia, you put him on San Francisco, you put him on the chargers where he's like the third, fourth best pass rusher. He would, he would thrive, thrive because he could, because he can Nikolai, I love uh, Colston. I love Colston. He's probably one of my all time favorite saints. He doesn't touch Willie Rofe on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. It's not, it's not close. My opinion. Cool. People, people love Colston, I, but I, that makes me happy because Colston, the end of the line, Colston was very hard to watch. I'm glad it's come back around and we have yeah. warm feelings about Colston. Oh, yeah, I mean, Colston's the best receiver in Saints history. I, I still, at this point, I still have him ahead of Michael Thomas. Yeah, I, Michael, man, Michael Thomas was, he was heading to be the best receiver in Saints history at like 70 miles an hour. Three years ago, and you're like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a done deal. It's just a matter of time, and it's just, man. Yeah. But anyway. and the speed killed him. <laughs> killed the <laughs> hype train. <laughs> so uh, we got game picks. Thomas, go over uh, last week because it was, it wasn't pretty. Well, this is gonna be a fast one, guys. Uh, to sum it up. Mm. Each one of you picked the Saints to lose horribly, and you know how it ended. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Unfortunately for you guys. Uh, let's see how it looks this week, though. Does Kevin... Kevin is putting on an Andrew Juge UDFA adopted son performance. Dynasty. Yeah, it's too bad I don't have three points because I felt I feel like Kevin with a twenty-eight to three lead, uh, may, maybe there would still be a chance. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> maybe you could pull it out. Um, so, listen, uh, did Dave even send a pick, Thomas, or no? Uh, he sent it to me during the show, man. <laughs> After the show started, so. I guess we do have Dave's I pick. like to imagine Dave just woke up somewhere in a random dumpster in Dallas. In and ditch. he's like, in a ditch. And he's just like, we really won that game. So give us Dave's pick to start, Thomas. Oh, Dave's pick to start? Okay. Uh, so yeah. Dave, what? who do you think Dave picked? I bet I don't he know. I feel like I think he picked Carolina. 
Okay, Andrew, so Ralph is right. Dave picked uh, Panthers to win 20 mm. to 17 and uh, the third of the game to be Will Lutz. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. It's interesting with the Saints because, listen, we don't know the injury report yet, but if Ramcheck doesn't go, like that Panther defense is pretty good. They struggled to stop the Tampa Bay passing because they didn't have J.C. Horn. And they had, I think they had a safety out too. But like if the same, like we saw it, like and I know Philadelphia's defensive line is really good, but Carolina's is not in that class, but it's pretty good. Like I just worry, like if they don't have Ram check, the offensive line becomes problematic. Yeah. 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 Guys, give so, us your picks in the chat, by the way. Uh, Ralph forgot to tell you. I forgot to add. Yeah. Give us the picks. So Thomas, play Kevin's pick and then me and Andrew will go. Okay, Kevin's pick is safe. Okay, Saints 23, Panthers 17, star of the game, Will Lutz. I am fully oh, anticipating yeah. a Saints Twitter civil war in the offseason, so not only do I think the Saints <laughs> are going to win, I somehow think the Bucks are going to lose, meaning that... Oh. They will finish with the same record as the Saints, and yeah. we will spend the entire offseason bickering back and forth about what could have been <laughs> or what should Saints. have been and this and that and the other thing. So I think it's going to be maximum chaos for the fan base. So 23-17, Will Lutz is the star. Tomas, lock it in. You know what, though, Andrew, that's a good point. Like, the Saints, they win. Tampa loses. Tampa's going to play their starters. I don't know why. Todd Bowles is just the – I don't understand him at all. He's like, we're playing the starters. Like, why, dude? You're the four seed. Like, why are you – why do you care? Um, but that would be – so the Saints and Tampa and both eight both end up eight and nine. So Saintsy. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Nikolai says we would we would spend all offseason yelling at Mark Ingram if that happens. Oh I mean, I, I like I still can't get over that Ingram thing. Like I I, I I'm starting to believe that that's going to haunt Mark Ingram forever, forever, um, yeah. forever, yeah. forever. Like uh, it, like just fall down if you're injured. Just fall down, dude. Just like I down. almost want us to lose to the Panthers just so that doesn't have to be Mark Ingram's legacy. No, yeah, we have. <laughs> I. I, I I did this game. I said uh, the Saints are going to win. I I was conflicted with my MVP. At first, I was like, Andy Dalton is going to be MVP, and it's going to sort of drive the Jameis people insane, and then they'll say, oh, you know, Jameis never got a chance, and and then the the Dalton, the other people will be like, Andy Dalton was fine, blah, 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 and and that would be a civil war. But no, Andrew – I think what is the most saintsy outcome, and we'll just twist the knife and add more pain to 2022. Saints 23, Carolina 13, Lattimore gets another pick six. And we're just like, God damn. If we would have had Lattimore all year, we wouldn't have been eight and nine. And I just think it's just to twist the knife a little bit more. So uh, it's Marshawn Lattimore. I like that. Um, all right. I've got uh, the Saints winning this game 17-7. to seven. Uh, Both touchdowns will be defensive because, as you said, <laughs> Ramchek, Ramchek is going to be out. 
he's going to be injured. And so <laughs> That's right. the Saints offensive line is going to be a disaster. Andy Dalton's not going to do much. And so you know, Andy Dalton will drive them down for just one field goal. And up 17 to nothing, Dennis Allen's going to be like, all right, Jameis, fine. You go in. Oh, oh no. You do, you do your thing. Go in in the fourth quarter because, like, I'm sick of watching Andy. And Jameis throws a pick six with the Saints up 17 to nothing. And so my star of the game, Ralph, is Dennis Allen. Because wow. his defense is going to score two touchdowns. And then oh, no. Jameis is going to throw a pick six, and he's going to let everyone know, I just won four games in a row. And just so I, just so you know, Jameis Winston's terrible. I told all of you this. I, I, just, I showed you. I showed you he's game. terrible. <laughs> Dennis Allen. <laughs> star of the game. My God, you are a sick. That is, that is I mean, I don't even sick. like that, you know. Sick, thought, sick, sick people. Mentally sick. Sick, sick, about, sick people. Sick picking, in the head. Uh, I thought about picking Adam Troutman. Wow. Player of the game, but. Jesus. <laughs> well, I think. He, here's the thing, like I think, I'm not I think it's gonna, guy. it's gonna be, Thank it's gonna you, be finally, it's gonna be good and bad for the Saints. I think it's gonna be good. They're gonna go eight and nine, and they're gonna get Carolina in the Sean Payton sweepstakes, which will drive up the price. So I think that'll be good. The one bad thing will be is I think the Saints defense, it's been playing like we said, it's been playing really good for seven, eight weeks, right? Yeah. I think they're gonna just like put the whole Carolina. Maybe we should bring back Sam Darnold and see how what see what's what in this. Like the Saints are just going to put that completely to bed, and Carolina's going to be like, "No, we are done with you, Sam Darnold. We're got we got to go get a quarterback." And that could be bad for the Saints because if they the Carolina would have kept Sam Darnold, that would have been nice. Uh, but it's not going to happen. Saints Saints are going to win and get to eight, eight and eight nine. And by the way, they would have finished five and two, just like the twenty twenty one Saints started five and two. It's basically the same season in reverse. Uh, it's just maddening. It's just maddening all around. I don't know. I don't know what to say. But uh, <laughs> thanks. Oh, but Thomas, do we have a? We got a video. We got a video to play, and and you got to give us an MVP update. We have a video from Badrich last week's MVP, and this week MVP is officially Cookduk. Congrats! Thank you, sir. Twenty five hundred bits. Yeah, Ozman says hopefully next Monday Kevin will have Mach 1.0 ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> ready in the holster. Kevin doing Kevin doing mock drafts and just knowing like random offensive tackles that are on the Bears. It's very or Seattle. It's very disconcerting, and I still don't know how I feel about it. I I, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Nikolai says they're Benjamin buttoning. That's right. They're doing 2021. They're just aging in reverse um so uh play the video thomas of uh from the Butterich and mvp butterich yes first things first thanks dave for the awesome hoodie i got the con bowl uh, well this ain't season's been off something uh i'm currently scouting the quarterback for the hey, future quarterback for 2024 it's going to be some, something pretty loud, and I can't think right now. But thank you. But let me do this video. Wow, that nice. Butteridge. I appreciate I appreciate you being a hardcore Saints Happy Hour cool. supporter. 
and doing audio from tw- the 2015 show. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> that. Is I, I was just thinking the same thing. That is that. That's the true fan where he just does the video. He knows the audio is terrible. He's like, but he'll fit right in. My only my Good. only uh, disappointment <clears throat> is that you didn't do it behind a dumpster. That's right. Because that would have been even more on brand. But uh, that's pretty cool that he did it from the cotton ball. The good cotton ball. It's sweet. The, the, I have to say, man. The Cotton Bowl, it looked pretty full, and the Tulane people, like Dave was saying, like, oh, I think it's going to be like 10. Like, the Tulane people freaking showed out in that yeah. game. Like, and they, I think, they looked pumped. Like, it was cool just to see them go. Yeah, like, it looked like they had 15, 20,000 20, Tulane people there. Like, the Tulane people freaking, like, they they realized that like it was special. It was a special moment for Tulane and like Tulane. That's people one of the like, best. Bowl, that's one of the best bowl games I've ever watched, dude. I mean, awesome. like, like to me, I look. I know people were like, "Oh, it's fun." LSU wins sixty three to seven, but like to me, like a bowl game, unless it's a playoff, it's basically an exhibition. Like, give me what Tulane did, where it's like a thousand yards of offense. 90 points and just ridiculousness like entertain me like lsu like curb stomping purdue like it was, it was like it's like this is just mean you're you're up 40 and you're running trick plays like brian kelly you're just you're just, you're just i, I, I you're don't just know mean. like as much as i love drew drew Brees, like i kind of love that he had to suffer through that i don't He's know a- why like i don't know why that's like i'm i don't kind of being mean but like i i I don't know. You know maybe, maybe, maybe it made Drew. He, he like he got the coaching bug, and he's like, after today, he's like, I never want to coach college kids again. And he yeah. calls, he calls up Mickey. He's like, Mickey, does DA have something for me on the staff? I'm just saying, maybe, maybe it'll work out good for the Saints. And Nikolai says, Andrew, do we have any last minute Hamlin updates? I, I, uh, uh no, I just. Uh... His agent just said there's no updates at this time. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, nothing. Else. Listen, they had something similar, like with uh, what was it? The, the Denmark guy, Christian Eriksen. Was it? It yeah. was at the Europe European Championships where right he collapsed. Yeah, he collapsed, and he he said after he's like, I was dead, and they like brought me back to life. So oh, like, yeah, I mean, I will say like, shout out to the paramedics and yeah, just like, like quickly and thank God like. They didn't have defibrillators many years ago, you know, and so like technology has come a long way. And um, look, I mean, they gave him a fighting chance, right? With with that, so um, it, it's that 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 part is really cool, just to see um, the infrastructure being there and and people being able to just at a moment's notice do jump it and in, uh, do it under to pressure too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I want to say this. Osman said teams were one. Out of 1,600 when trailing by 15 with less than five minutes to go, Tulane made it two out of 1,600. Like, that is, yeah. I mean, it's the basically the opposite of Saints Bucks. Like, this Tulane had to have, like, three or four magical things happen for them, and they all did. It's just, it's just, w- Willie Fritz after the game was like, I don't, I don't know what just happened. Like, we, we won, I, I don't know. Like, I'm just, just stop talking to me, ESPN reporter. I just want to go to back to the hotel and get shit-faced. Like, this was, is, uh, Ralph, this is a pretty cool thing I'll share real quick. It, um, DeMar Hamlin started a GoFundMe to purchase toys for children in his community, and the initial goal was to hit 2,500. Uh, tonight... It has garnered more than a million dollars in wow. donation. Wow, um, that's so, that's you know, that's awesome, incredible. So, like, if you're looking for uh, silver lining and just uh, 
humans uh caring for others and you know there's there's still like good in our human humanity out there yeah um, that's a pretty uh and, and i just want to i just want to say this like and i have a, i have a friend who, who lives in buffalo like buffalo has been hit so freaking hard with the weather i know we think about we talk about hurricanes and earth like yeah. the 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 winter in buffalo like it's i i want to say the death total is up to like almost 40 like Buffalo has been hit incredibly hard and just keep Hamlin and Buffalo in your prayers. I mean, like those people, man, it's, it's just been, it's been, it's been hard and, and we're praying for them. And, and, and it's, 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 it's just, it's good to have positive news on him. Cause that, that's, a, it was as scary as it gets. So yeah, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. We got one more week of Saints football, and I know it hasn't been the season you want, but, Andrew, I always get sad when the season's end because then we got to go nine more months without Saints football, and it just makes, yeah. me, it makes me sad. It'll be a fun offseason, though. Yeah. We'll, keep it, the, we'll keep it going. The offseason starts on Black Monday. You better believe it. So for Andrew, for Dave, hopefully he's somewhere in Dallas safe and getting sobered up. For Kevin... Uh, thanks for sending in the videos, Kevin. For Thomas, running the show back in Poland, doing an amazing job, as always. Thomas, help me get the camera set up tonight. Thomas, we had no trouble with the camera. Two out of three yep. weeks. That's a good That's a good batting average. So that's progress. He's, he's the best. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Until next week, the bar is closed.